0: There is a connection between this upcoming Shabbos and Shavuos. We always, the Torah says, Shachanarach and the Rambam, it says you always have to read parashat and before Shavuos. The simple reason is, is that since we read the, the, the blessings, and the opposite of blessings this past Shabbos, so in order not to go straight from the opposite of blessings to the Yontif, Hashem wants us to interrupt it and therefore have another Shabbos in between so just space it out from the yantiv, but since everything in Torah is precise, it makes more sense to say that there's a connection between parshas and midbar and shavuos. Not just that it's a spacer parsha, just there to be a space. It makes more sense to say that there's, there, if, since everything in Torah is exact and precise, and must be, there's some connection between this parsha and shavuos. Let's look at it for example. Shashan, Shashan also, it says that. We always read parshas tzavim before Rosh Hashanah. Why do we parshas before Rosh Hashanah? Simple reason is, again, before Hashanah, Hashem wants us to read the blessings and the opposite of blessings in so parshas Kisava. So to space out parshas kisavim from Rosh Hashanah, read parshas tzavim in between. But over there also, it's not just a spacer. The Alt Rebbe says that the theme of Rosh Hashanah is encapsulated in the first verse of parshas tzavim. It says parshas tzavim. You're standing here together before Hashem, the heads of the tribes, the woodchoppers, the water carriers, everyone together, all is one. So the al says that Rosh Hashanah is a day when all the Nishames make a covenant with Hashem and they stand together. So it's not just a spacer. There's a reason why Parshat Itzavim was chosen to be before uh, Rosh Hashanah, and therefore there also must be some connection between Parshas and Midbar and, and Shavuot's. And uh, you don't have to look too far to find the connection. Um, in Parshas, um, in the Gemara in Ereven, uh, it's a miracle. The <laughs> Gemara in says that, um, that, um, it says in the Torah, Matana. The, people, the Torah is talking about the different places we traveled. It says we went from Midbar, from the desert, to Matana, to a place called Matana. Gemara says it's not just talking about locations it's talking about events that in the Midbar in the desert that's where God gave us the present of, uh, of the Torah so so the Gemara there describes many things that the desert and the Torah have in common uh, Gemara says that just like a desert is a place um, that everyone steps on so to, in order to receive the Torah you have to have Bittl. you have to be to put yourself um, in a state of mm-hmm. abnegation, uh, state of abnegation before Hashem, in order to absorb Torah. So it's like the desert, and that uh, connects very well—not just with Shavuos, but before Shavuot The midbar is B- 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 always before Shavuot, or so this year, the midbar is literally um, ripe—the air of Shavuos. The midbar is literally um, Sh- Sh- Shavuot is Matzah is, uh, Shabbos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, so what happened the day before Shua's? uh according to rashi others disagree but according to rashi it was on the fifth of seven uh we said to hashem nasa what's nasa nishma mean even before nishma means we'll hear first what you have to say and then we'll we'll do we'll agree to do what you're telling us to do nasa means we're going to do it even before we hear what we have to say it's something totally su- super rational we're not Going to first hear what Hashem is asking us to do, we say to Hashem, we're going to do it even before we hear. So that's the theme of the day before Shavuos. We'll do it before we before we even hear what it is. whereas there's a story that uh, this this uh, Nanju once observed how Rava was studying Torah, and Rava was uh, his feet were grinding into his hands while he was studying Torah. So he so into it he didn't notice, and his hands were bleeding. So this Nanju told Rava. You are from the Amr Paziza, you're from the frenzied nation, the Kanmisu that your mouths went before your deeds. He meant that you said you will do before you even know what it is that you're talking about. you're still in this frenzied state. You're still like totally like. So Rabbi responded, on the contrary, he's proud of this. Ravah said, The sincerity of the upright will lead them. It means that. That this uh, what, the, what the non-Jew saw so as a deficiency, he says that this is a virtue. Our our, our approach to the Torah is Before we even nishma explains the word nishma doesn't just mean to hear. Nishma means to understand. Even before we understand what the Torah ha- understand the Torah, we already have this devotion to Hashem. We're going to do it anyways. So that's why it seems that the Parish midbar has a real strong connection to. To is because the Midbar is a desert. So if everyone steps in the desert, so too, the way to receive the Torah is with this sense of abnegation. But the problem is, Torah is wisdom. Torah is something that we understand. that, we learn, that we're, Torah is something we learn. As it says in the Torah about itself, The Torah is called your wisdom in the eyes of the nations. So if Torah is something which has to do with wisdom, why is it so necessary for us to be like the desert? Everyone steps on us in a state of abnegation, trying to understand something. You have to use your mind to understand it. So, why is, why to receive the Torah, you have to have massive and ishma. we will do before we understand the sense of total devotion and abnegation. Seemingly, Torah is about uh, understanding. The answer is like this. The says in Yuma, Arabari, does it say in Yuma? What page is that on? No. Thank you. Father. So the days that our, our forefathers, thank you, The days that our forefathers, um, the days of our forefathers, the Gemara says, there has never been a moment when we haven't studied Torah. Avram studied Torah. Yitzchok studied Torah. Yaakov studied Torah. So if they all studied Torah. So then, so then why is it that uh, we talk, make a big deal about getting the Torah? What happened when God gave us the Torah? We had the Torah before. It says they never stopped studying Torah. Throughout the time we were in the desert, in, in the Egypt, we also studied Torah. What's the meaning of getting the Torah? The answer is, Hashem gave us the Torah. He revealed Himself to us. It wasn't the information that we learned. It was what Hashem put in the information. The first word that Hashem uses when He gives us the Torah is, Anoichi, Anoichi means, no? What Anoichi mean? Anoichi means I, Shabbos, yes. Yabbos, where does it say that? One in Shabbos, One in Shabbos. where? It tells in the Mar- Gemara that the, the word Anoichi, which means I, is an acronym for the words, I, my soul, I wrote it and I gave it. Hashem put his very essence in the Torah. So so, so, we had Torah before, so we, got, we didn't have, we had Torah. What's unique about the giving of the Torah is that Hashem put himself in the Torah, that all of a sudden the Torah became something infinite. Before, we learned information, but we weren't getting, when Avram It's starting was studying Torah, they weren't getting the infinite light of Hashem. However, when we study Torah, we are getting something completely infinite in the Torah. Not just when we study Torah with our minds, but even says that, it even says that when God gave us the Torah, the first letter that God said was an Aleph. And on the Aleph was a comets. What do you teach a child when it comes to Cheder? Kometz Alephah. So Hashem was like, Moshe Rabbeinu bringing us to Mount Sinai was like a teacher bringing his students to learn Kometz Alephah. So that's why it says that when Moshe Rabbeinu studied Torah from Hashem, it says he was forgetting it. He couldn't he couldn't remember it. Until God gave it to him as a gift, he couldn't he couldn't remember Why couldn't he remember it? Because it wasn't what Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't the information. Information you can get. What Hashem gave Meishe Rabbeinu was something infinite, something godly, something otherworldly. In the Torah that we have, there's Anon, there's Savva, Sihav, Hashem puts his essence in the Torah, and therefore Thank you. Anno Nafshek, yeah. Anon, Nafshek, Savva, thank you very much. So Hashem puts his essence in the Torah, his very being, and that is the meaning of the Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah. Why do we call it the giving of the Torah? What's the emphasis on that being a gift? When you go to a store And you give money You, you gave money for whatever you, you purchased So you're able to demand that you, The guy owes it to you But regarding the giving of the Torah Regarding the Torah Hashem it says that He gave it to us Why does Hashem gave it to us? Because in the Torah there's something There's an ingredient there That we can never possibly earn Never possibly deserve never possibly get close to it's only something that hashem gives us as a present Uh, hashem gives us in the torah his wisdom his will is in the torah his essence is in the torah so that's why it's it's necessary to receive it before receiving the torah as we say in shmaneser we see these words in shmaneser let my soul be like dust before everyone open my heart here her, in order to get Torah, you don't have to be like dust. But to get your turn, to open my heart into your turn, to get Hashem, a human being is, is, is a limited creature. How is he suddenly going to be able to receive something from Hashem's essence? And the answer is he has to put himself on the side. In order to make, in order to make room for Hashem's, he has to put himself on the side. That's why we pray to Hashem every, every day, three times a day. Let my soul be like dust to all. And then we say, "Open my heart to your Torah." I can't get your Torah. I can't absorb you when I'm an arrogant, um, whatever. I have to I have to be in a state of self-abnegation. After being a state of nissem and to receive the Torah. And that's why there's interesting halacha about Torah. Halacha is like this: If you learn Torah now, it's okay. Uh, I don't know if it works in the same way if you're listening to the Torah on uh, on, on a podcast because. But if you, li- if you listen to someone else say Torah, so then listening is like you're saying the words of Torah. You're not able to say a blessing on Torah unless you say the words. If you're just listening to it, you can't say the words. But if you listen to, another per- uh, listen to a machine, I'm thinking, but listen to a person, you c- it's also considered the midst of the study of Torah, and you can say a blessing. The written Torah is not like that. The written Torah... Um, okay, the written Torah and the oral Torah, you can only say a blessing if you say the words of Torah, but there's a difference. The written Torah... You don't have to understand it. You don't have to understand the written Torah to say a blessing. If you get an Aliyah on the Torah, anyone that's an Aliyah, they, didn't have, they never saw the Torah before. They don't have no idea what it's saying. They can still say a blessing on on the words of Torah. But the oral Torah, the mitzvah is only done. You can only say a blessing if you understand. It. If you're saying a, if you make a blessing and you don't know what the, the, the words of Torah mean, you're not. You're not. Not only you're not um, can't say a blessing. You're not doing a mitzvah at all. The mitzvah is to say it. The question is, why is it a mitzvah to say it? If we're talking about the written Torah. So, there, the the, the Torah says that you're doing a mitzvah by saying the words of Torah. But the oral Torah is all about understanding. So much so, if you don't understand it, you're not doing a mitzvah. So if it's so critical to understand it, and if you don't understand you're not doing a mitzvah, why have to say it? Why is it so so important to say it? The Gemara says even more. The Gemara says, this Torah is 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 life to those who bring it out. So the Gemara says, what does it mean to those who bring it out? Lemitzayim and Baria Chaimim Where is that? Nadal. Yes. is life to those who bring it out. What is In Where is that? Where is that? Where is that? It's in Ksubis, no. Which page? Huh? Ramachevara Mishta Maris. Doesn't Gemara that if the Torah is in all the limbs of your body, it will it will stay with you. But if it's not in all the limbs of your body, it will not stay with you. Nor if the Torah is to stay with you, that you shouldn't Gemara even says a story, Arya. There's a story in Gemara about someone who was learning Torah and he wasn't saying it out loud, the Gemara says he forgot everything he learned. Nor if the Torah now, why is it such a Yeah that's somewhere else. So, so why is it so critical to say the words of Torah why is it so critical to move around and to shuckle it's, 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 it's all the limbs of your body you have to be involved in the Torah otherwise you're not going to remember it. why is that so important so basically what we learned until now we can understand it because it's not just enough before you study Torah to have this sense of abnegation before Hashem even while you're studying Torah there has to be a sense of you're serving Hashem and what's the way that you highlight that you're doing this in the service of Hashem? If it was merely an intellectual thing, you're going to sit there and use your mind. But saying it with your lips and putting your body into it, you're going. The virtue of a human being is they have, as a human being, has intelligence. So, chuckling, shaking, and saying it with your mouth means you're departing from your virtue as a human being, and you're and you're you're you being your servant of Hashem, and you're getting involved in the mitzvah of studying Torah. So that's such a critical component to the study of Torah because Torah isn't just a logical thing. Torah is the infinite wisdom of Hashem. And therefore to get Torah, you have to say the words of Torah. You have to shake when you're studying it because... If you're just trying to get information, yeah, you don't need it. Shaking doesn't help anything. Shaking makes things confusing. Shaking disturbs you. But since Torah is the infinite will of Hashem, infinite wisdom of Hashem, you're getting something otherworldly when you study Torah. So therefore, to get in, in the zone of the Torah, you have to be in a state of devotion to Hashem. That's where the shaking comes in. That's where saying, the words, comes in. And that's why the Gemara says that any ta'amul chacham, kol Tamul chacham, she'ein se'v of ne'it mer. So I won't bother arguing again. That's the matter. That any any wise man whose lips aren't dripping, who studies Torah, is not really a, a wise man. Why? Not a not a Talmud Chacham. His lips are not dripping. Shabbos, I'm a Thank you. That 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 unless your lips are 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 dripping because of fear, you're not you're not able to you're not you're not able to get the wisdom of Torah. Why after have to have lips dripping out of fear? I mean. It's trying to understand something. No, but the, 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 um, the Torah is, again, it's, it's, it's Hashem conversing with you. It's Hashem, it's Hashem talking to you. That's why um, when Hashem gave us the Torah, it says, Hashem spoke all these words, lamor, yeah. lamor means yeah. to say. To say it to who? To say it to someone else. Usually when it says in the Torah, God spoke to Moshe. it says lamor. He says to say it. To say it to who? Well, by Moshe it makes sense. Hashem told to Moshe tell us and also throughout the Torah Hashem tells us to say things to our children but at Mount Sinai every neshama that ever was born and ever will be born even after the coming of Mashiach was there what's the lamar mean to say it to who Hashem spoke to the Jewish people lamar to who the answer is that the Gemara says whenever a person studies Torah God studies Torah with them it means that there's a reenactment of the giving of the Torah Whenever you study Torah, that's why we call the um, Kriya Torah. we call the Kriya Satara. What's Kriya Satara mean? Kriya Satara means the calling of the Torah. Why do we call it the calling of the Torah? We should, say, we should say the learning of the Torah, we call it the calling of the Torah. Because in Tanya, just like a child, he calls his father, his dad, I want you to be with me. I want you to be with me. So when we study Torah, we're saying to Hashem, I want you to be with me. Whereas Rebbe once told someone, in, they said when a Jew goes into a synagogue and he opens up a sefer, he's going to meet God. Going to meet God, and therefore it's um, the Gemara says that the reason the temple was destroyed, the Gemara says, was because they didn't say a bracha before they studied Torah. Why? What's the big deal? They said a bracha. They didn't say a bracha. Why is that such a? So the Bach explains it wasn't that they, that they didn't say a bracha. Don't be peyal, Thank you. So 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 what's the wow? Um, <laughs> Why is it so important to say a bracha before? So the Bach explains it's not the bracha that's the thing. It's that because, in, in the bracha before we study Torah we say blessed you Lord our God who gives us the Torah. It's being conscious when you study Torah that Hashem is speaking to you. That there's an, that you're that you're a cleaving to Hashem. You're a spirit. You're coming one with Hashem. That there's an, there's intimacy in the Torah. Without, without that intimacy, without that, so then, so then what do you have? It's it, This is what the Gemara means when the Gemara says. Um, anyone who says all I have is Torah doesn't have Torah either. Why doesn't you have Torah either? Because the main thing in Torah is not the Torah, it's what's inside the Torah. It's a godliness in the Torah. And therefore, the, we read this Pasha before the giving of the Torah, before Shuas, Pashas and midbar, to highlight that what's a Torah about Torah is about being like a desert. so about being like a, in a state of, of, of devotion to Hashem, to hear Hashem speaking to you. And that's why also it's very important after you study, after you dive in, you're supposed to study Torah right, right afterwards. 'cause Davening is when you're face to face with Hashem. You're supposed to continue and make a vessel for that experience after Davening by studying Torah. So that so that your 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 Torah is infused with the same kind of reverence and 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 intimacy as your Shemana Essay. Just like in Shmana Essay, you're supposed to be face to face with Hashem and so too when you, when you study Torah. And that's what, right after you, you 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 Daven, you're supposed to study Torah to continue like a vessel for that, that experience. Anyways that's what I wanted to share today. Any questions or comments? Yeah. So, so, so nasev and Nishma. nishma is, is, is understanding, but nasa is comes first, and, and and that's connected to just saying. Kriyas is you have to be able to say it first. You don't have to understand everything. Okay. Nasev, so, connect? Yeah. so. So Naseh and nishma means I'm going to do this even though I don't understand. Naseh Nishma is about my devotion to Hashem. So in order to receive the Torah, it's not enough that I'm going to open my mind to it. I mean, the Gemara says that uh, a teacher should say a joke to his students before he studies with them, because the joke puts them in a good mood and they're in their mind. But afterwards, they have to be in that state of their, their mouths are dripping in fear. Okay, uh-huh. so th- there is a element before the study of the Torah of of, of ishma, of devotion to Hashem. But while you're studying Torah too, if, you just like use, if it was just intellectual, so then it will be enough just to sit there and process it. But because you're, you're also in the service of Hashem while you're studying Torah, a, a, a way of expression that you're servant of Hashem is that your whole being is, in, is, 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 is into it. It's not just that you're... you're if it was only intellectual, why are you saying it? Just just thinking. Why, you have to, why have you shaking? What are you shaking about? What's the shaking? What's the shuckling? It's, it's that you're... That expresses how how you're... When you, when you, when you use your mouth... You don't have to use your mouth. It's not about understanding the Torah better. To, so it does help to say the words of Torah sometimes out loud to understand it. But that's not the meaning of, of why Hashem tells us submits it to say the words of Torah. So Hashem is telling us, go leave your intellect. intellect, Leave your, your comfort zone. Be my servant while you study Torah. Be, be my servant and say the words of Torah. It's also it's another important point, not really relevant to today, but it says in Tanya that the whole point of creation is that Hashem wants a home in the lowest realm. And therefore, it's not in order to make a home for Hashem in this world, we have to say the words of Torah. If without saying it, you're not bringing Ganges to the physical world. But in the context of what we're discussing today, the connection between Master and Nishma and saying the words of Torah is that both express how you are a servant of Hashem. Think about saying the Tikkun, Night of Shavuot. Night of Shavuos, we say the Tikkun. Chaira, it makes sense, a Night of Shavuos, to learn Gemara or learn Shechonarach or learn Chassidus. No, we're, we're servants of Hashem saying the words of Torah. It's about accepting Hashem. It's about, about being, it's, it's about, that's why it's called Tikkun. Tikkun means to rectify everything. The way to rectify everything is, is, is this devotion to Hashem. I'm saying your words. I'm listening to you talk to me, Hashem. It's, it's not about the understanding. It's about, I'm listening to Hashem talk to me. And, and how do you see that? You see that in, in the fact that we're just, just trying to say the words of Hashem. It's not about, if, if it's, not just an, it's not just an intellectual thing. If it's an intellectual thing, I wouldn't have to say it. I see nasa in myself when I'm studying Torah, because I'm not just trying to process it with my mind. I'm doing what Hashem told me to do. I'm, I'm saying it with my mouth, which is not my virtue as a human being. My virtue as a human being is my mind. I'm leaving my virtue as a human being. I'm saying the words of Torah because that's what that, that that that's that's what Hashem asking me to do. That that expresses that I'm just a servant of Hashem. Just doing a simple task of saying the words. I'm I'm a simple servant of Hashem, and I'm shaking and I'm 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 I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting I'm getting involved in in. in, in, in uh, Service of Hashem. I don't know. Yeah? All right. What is the me na Gana Shavos? just to say tikkun. Say t- then saying but then not saying Nates, not doing it's n- necessarily. Not necessarily, because you wanna you have a be fresh to david So when do you when do you say tikkun from? When to when? Just all night. whenever you can. The whole night. Finish it. It takes two hours, three hours. If you, once you finish, you can study other things, but you stay up all night. Oh, okay, perfect, perfect. Because the other rabbi wants me to.